Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 10 Minute Fitness. Um, I'm your host, Darcy, and it's just me today. And I've also got um, a special guest on today. We've got Byron, and um, Byron's a dietitian. How are you going, Byron? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm a accredited practicing dietitian. Um, I also do a little bit of personal training and, and coaching work. Um, on the side, but mainly just doing dietitian work now. So I work for Fuel Your Life. Um, I've coached out of a couple of different tennis clubs, North Ringwood, um, and I work for a council gym doing my personal training work. Um, where can we find you on social media? Social media, so probably Instagram and Facebook. So my account is Better by Byron. So I post up different tips and tricks around nutrition and training. Just to follow me on there. There you go. So Instagram, better by Byron. And um, I suppose I've got a couple of questions for you today. Um, the first one, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same question, what's the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? So I did a post about this actually a couple of weeks ago and um, it did pretty well. So you're right, there must be a lot of people wondering about this. Um, one of the biggest things will be the process of actually becoming a nutritionist or a dietitian. So um, with a dietitian, it's minimum four years of, of tertiary study. Some people do a bachelor. Now it's becoming more of the norm to do a master's, whereas a nutritionist can be an undergrad, so it can be three years, but a lot of the time um, it's it's really a couple of weeks or um, a couple of months. Um, there's no legal regulation to call yourself a nutritionist, so you could call yourself a nutritionist, Darcy, and I couldn't really say anything about that. Um, but to call yourself an accredited practicing dietitian, you have to have done the study and registered with um, Dietitians Australia. And in terms of the, the skills and the knowledge in that, what, what do you have that nutritionists don't? Uh, a couple hundred hours of um, practical <laughs> experience in hospitals, community settings, food service settings. Um, we do loads of different like biochemistry and chemistry. So we can work with medical conditions basically. Um, we can prescribe medical nutrition therapy. So think about people with like your diabetes and um, some other conditions. We're the people who can work with them. Yeah, and you guys are covered under care plans too, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So able to be insured. Heaps of heaps of extra funding, which which is really good. Um, so today, once we now we've got that covered, I just want to ask you a few questions um, about diet um, and a few different things that um, some that are covered quite regularly. Um, so the first one is really just looking at eating for performance. I know a lot of um, people, the main thing you think about when diet's all about losing weight. Um, do you have any go-to foods when eating for performance? Very broad question. Ooh, go-to foods. Um, look, it really depends on what you're trying to capitalize on. So with eating for performance, or I sort of lump that in with sports nutrition, um, we can look at like fueling, and recovery would be two real big ones there. Um, and for an athlete where time might be a bit of an issue, you've got to look at things that are easy to, to move around, easy to prepare. So I guess some of your staples would be things like your dairy products, like you can go up and goes. Um, chocolate milks are surprisingly good for some athletes, depending on what you're doing. Um, yeah, but it really depends. There's, there's so many different things, fruit and veg. Yeah. That was a very, very broad question. Um, we'll go a little bit more specific. Does it matter when you eat? Like a lot of people talk about nutritional timing. How much of a difference does it actually make? 
Uh, it would depend, I guess, on how elite you are. So two common ones that are touched on are um, so protein timing and carbohydrate timing. So the ones that I've come across the most at the gym are, you know, is it true that I have to have my protein shake, you know, in 30 seconds as soon as I finish working out? Um, and it definitely can be a benefit to have that protein um, close to your workout because you're just going to have a bit of a better response. Um, but it's not necessary um, for a lot of people. So when we're talking about benefit, we only might be talking about a few percent. So to someone who might be like an elite bodybuilder or um, where the recovery is super important, um, then it might be beneficial for them. But for the lay athlete or for the just amateur gym goer, the actual total of protein across the day would be more important. Yeah. And when you're looking at protein sources post-gym, um, what, what would you recommend? So you're looking for something that's highly biologically available, which basically just means it's really high quality. Um, so your dairy protein is going to be really good with that. So think about things like from milk, yogurt, cheeses, um, proteins. Um, they have a full spectrum of amino acids, which is going to give you a good response. I can't imagine anyone really having a chunk of steak after gym. So a protein shake tends to be the go-to. Yeah. Um, and now... I've got a couple of things here. We're just asking about best foods for a few different things that we might not usually cover. Um, is there certain foods that you can eat? Uh, well, with the pandemic at the minute, everyone's a bit flat. Is there certain foods you can eat to improve your mood or, or make you feel a bit happier? Yep. So um, you can take it in terms of the gut microbiome. There's lots of research has come out saying that um, feeding your gut can help you help your mood, help your mental health. Um, so we can look at things like prebiotics and probiotics. So we can feed the gut bacteria. Um, I think it's like 80% of our serotonin, our feel-good hormones in our gut. So consuming foods that are high in prebiotics and probiotics can be helpful for that. What kind Healthy of fats? Yeah, sorry. Go again. What kind of foods have got um, prebiotics and probiotics in them? So prebiotics, you're looking at um, fruit and veg. So beetroot, onion um, in your veg con, fruit bananas, apples, nuts, almonds, those sorts of things. Yeah. For probiotics, um, you're looking at more yogurt. Have you ever heard of kefir? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about kimchi? Kimchi, yeah, I've heard of kimchi, yes. That's yeah, uh, kind that's of stuff. Yeah, so I keep going. You're talking about um, low-fat or high-fat food? Uh, healthy fats, yeah. not so much uh, high or low. But um, So thinking about your omega-3s, so you get them from, um, think about your oily fish and also um, through nuts as well. So there's another um, point on the board for things like walnuts. And that's um, really all that comes to mind. There's a couple other little things like zinc and selenium, but uh, the healthy fats and the probiotics are the big ones. So pretty much anything that'll make your breast smell bad will make you happier. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about concentration? How, what foods help with concentration? Well, it's a tricky one. Um, to think about this, I'm going to say similar foods to what you would have pre-workout, really, for a high-quality workout. So think about, um, so I think about carbohydrates, caffeine, and hydration. Those three things. Um, I think about if you're dehydrated, it's probably going to be hard to concentrate. Um, if you are low on carbohydrate, that can affect things like your mood as well. And if you've got unsteady um, blood glucose levels and caffeine can be super helpful if you're um, already a bit tired, just to give you a bit of a pick up. Yeah, so 
just coffee. <laughs> um, and what about reducing hunger? Say if you if you're trying to lose weight or you find that you're just hungry all the time, what what food is something that will keep you fuller for longer? So you're looking for foods high in fiber. Um, so again, it comes back to the fruit and veg. I've said it a few times already. Um, the reason why is it's there's a lot of I guess plant structure around it that doesn't necessarily contribute any calories, um, and it provides bulk so it will sit in your gut stretch that gut a little bit and you'll get that sensation of feeling full without consuming too many calories so think about things like a massive bowl of salad is going to have depending on i guess what it has in it um a lot less calories than an equivalent bowl of rice for example yeah all right cool now that's that's really good so the happiness was just to sum up happiness was um Good fats and also, what was the other one? Probiotics. Probiotics, probiotics and prebiotics. prebiotics. Um, the concentration, caffeine and carbohydrates. And then reducing yep. hunger, um, that was more so less calorie-dense foods like vegetables and that. Yeah, so more of your fiber-rich foods. Yeah. Definitely. And there we go. Well, that's that's pretty good. I reckon that that's all we want to... Well, not all we want to hear, but that's a really good thing to cover today. <laughs> um, and, and a few different things to look at rather than just like losing weight, gaining weight. Um, I think performance such as like feeling better, being able to concentrate more and also getting the most out of yourself um, is really good. So thanks for coming on today, Byron. Um, and just before you go, uh, Instagram, Better by Byron. Um, make sure you check yep. him out. And th- this will be available um, on YouTube, on all your, your podcast um places you find podcasts um, and also on Instagram as well. So thanks for coming on.